Next on BYU Sports Nation, semifinal Monday in Vegas has arrived. Biggest game of the year for BYU hoops. How will tonight's result impact the season? Lee Kamard gives us the inside scoop on the Cougars' preparations for St. Mary's. Plus, the Gales play-by-play. Alex Jensen spills the beans on how to stop Jock Landale. Is he really going to tell us that? Plus, BYU spring football begins. Fred Warner on display for NFL scouts. And did BYU volleyball just solidify itself as a national championship contender? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. I mean, it's March. Excited to play whoever's next. Doesn't matter, we're just, uh, we're all revved up, ready to go. That's his last question. Shout out, BYU fans. Love you guys. <laughs> is live from Las Vegas. This is your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, March 5th edition of BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Gale Force Snarknado, Jerome Jordan. You know it, and you know I love when BYU plays the St. Mary's Kangaroos. And tonight... That is the case. We've been talking about this game all season, all offseason. We'll break it down in depth. BYU and St. Mary's tonight. I cannot wait. Spring football is practicing as we speak. That is great. Men's volleyball takes care of business against hated UCLA. What a weekend for BYU. Because I've had like 20 people down here ask me what a gale is, I researched it once again. And? Because I couldn't remember. It's it, in, isn't it in reference to wind? It is a, no, like G-A-I-L like is a wind. Irish something? It's a person of Irish Gaelic? or Scottish descent. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Now, let's take it further. I the, don't really care, though. The name was originally bestowed on the St. Mary's <laughs> football team, once coached by Gary Scheide as an assistant. an assistant, yeah, uh-huh. with his plaid pants in the 70s. Because there were so many Irishmen on the team. That's why. I never that knew is, that. That is lame. In true mascot form, the St. Mary's College Gale is an Irish warrior representing the power of passion and hard work. Okay. Okay. I, I really w- I wish they'd just change it to the kangaroos because there's so <laughs> many Australians on the team. You did it once for the Gales. Now you can do it for the Roos. Come on. Oh, we got a lot to do. Rise and shout. Time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Semi-final Monday. Elijah Bryant. Let's go. Heard our challenge on Saturday, Jerem. Oh, did he ever. And got the Cougars to the semifinals. He took over against San Diego in a BYU win. Bryant had 27 points on 10 of 13 shooting. The pattern of efficiency. After the game, Yoli Childs took notice of Eli's stat line. Oh, it's not that surprising. It's just kind of crazy. (laughs) 10 for 13, 3 for 4, 27 points in 26, 26 minutes, Eli. That man was just a beast out there. And was, I just love watching him. Sometimes when I'm out there, I feel like a fan, just seeing the things he does. I swear today he was looking like LeBron James attacking the rim and finishing. Keep attacking the rim. Jerem, what is your reaction to Elijah Bryant's stat line from Saturday's win over San Diego in the quarterfinals? Listen, I know how to get Elijah Bryant going. I challenged him. I said that Isaiah Pinheiro would have more points than Elijah Bryant with the intent of what I said was Elijah Bryant to get to 30 points. 
he would have gotten a 30 had he not fouled out of the game. And that wasn't the best play of the game. But BYU survived. TJ Haas raised his game, by the way. But what a stat line from Elijah Bryant. And guess what? This was a coaching adjustment for BYU. The way that San Diego defended BYU's pick and rolls, the player with the ball needed to attack. And that player was Elijah Bryant for the most part, and he attacked, and he was awesome. So that's my reaction, that Elijah Bryant rose up in a game where he needed to be really good, and he was good, and BYU advances. The switch has been flipped for Elijah Bryant at the West Coast Conference Tournament. There was a different look, a different swagger about him. He was in a certain mode. And I think that will continue over today. So my reaction to the stat line was, hey, let's keep challenging Eli to do things, okay? Well, oh, do, you, do we need to do something right now? Let's do it again. Okay. Whatever was said on Saturday, and who knows if he actually saw it, but maybe he did. We'll let's get, do we'll, it again. We'll get to it. We'll all get right. to it. Okay. Okay. Spencer, tonight is a night we've been talking about all season. Semi-final Monday, 11.30 p.m. Eastern tip on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Cougars versus 22nd-ranked St. Mary's. Ken Palm gives BYU a 33% chance to win. Team rankings, a 30%. Vegas says Gales by 4.5. Spencer, is this the, is the third time the charm versus St. Mary's? Within sports cliches... It all looks good for BYU, right? Because it's difficult to beat a team three times. It wasn't difficult for St. Mary's last year to beat Exactly. In fact, St. Mary's has won five straight against BYU. And as our good friend Greg Rebell pointed out last night, Dave Rose has never lost to a team six times in a row. Well, well, well. So is this the night? Is the third time the charm for BYU against St. Mary's? And, Jerem, I think it is. Oh, I really Where do. Where that blue goggles be at, baby? I really do. Because the pattern of how to beat St. Mary's has been put out for all to see. San Francisco's done it. Gonzaga's done it. And Pepperdine, of all teams, just about pulled it off. Up by three. They let the majority of the game. Well, didn't BYU oh. kind of do it in Provo two months ago? Almost. Neither here nor there. Doesn't matter right now. Because it's about tonight's game. I know it's frustrating. I, yeah. and I'm with you. It's like, I, yeah. I don't know if the third time's the charm. Like, I don't know that I can sit here and say BYU will beat St. Mary's. But I feel like this is the best shot BYU's going to get. They played two games. They've seen what they can do. Jock Landell's gone off. And we'll talk about that in a sec. How, can BYU slow him down? I think that BYU plays a really good game tonight and puts itself in a position to maybe win this late. That's all I can hope for. 22nd ranked St. Mary's. BYU's never beaten St. Mary's or Gonzaga on this court. Granted, only one game versus St. Mary's, and it was last year. Gonzaga, BYU just doesn't play St. Mary's in this tournament. This is just the second time in seven years, which is kind of insane. But BYU needs to win this so that the status quo doesn't happen. The status quo is BYU wins a bunch of games, takes third in the league, and goes to the NIT. That's, that's the last two seasons and could be three. For BYU, the hope is that you can salvage something from this season with a win tonight, feel good, good A, win against St. Zaga, and you have a one-game playoff into the NCAA tournament. That's all I, I want that so bad for this team because they're a little defensive right now about this season, about what they've done the last couple of years. A win tonight would help change that rhetoric. The status quo for BYU against St. Mary's over the past two seasons is Jock Landale goes off. And does what he wants around the rim, right? 
I think that will change tonight. So it all, in my opinion, will come down to St. Mary's ability to shoot the three-pointer. And they were 11 of 22 against Pepperdine, by the way. If St. Mary's shoots, I don't know, 35% or less from the three and BYU can double down on Jock Landale, that's the formula. It's assuming that BYU can make threes, too. That is the formula, my yeah. friend. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, you're right. My blue goggle uh, Monday feeling is is bleeding into this a little bit. But I really do like BYU's chances because of what has happened recently with St. Mary's. They're not playing as well as they were early in the season. Go Cougars! Yes, indeed. Jerem, St. Mary's, as we mentioned, battled with 6-25 and 25 Pepperdine on Saturday, holding on to that three-point win in the quarterfinals. The Waves were in control for the majority of the game. Did St. Mary's struggles against Pepperdine increase your confidence level in any way? For BYU tonight? A little bit, because Pepperdine stinks. They're a six-win team. They're terrible. I wish the best to Marty Wilson, by the way. He's awesome. But Pepperdine stinks. Pepperdine has shown, like you said, some vulnerabilities the last three weeks. They lose to Gonzaga. At home, they get run out of the gym. They lose to San Francisco. And then they play at close quarters. Oh, yeah, St. Mary's. Speaking of St. Mary's. Speaking they, of St. Mary's, they, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, the, yes, yes. I'm uh, my confidence increased by Pepperdine's performance. BYU needs to double down on Jock Landale, make someone else make a play. Jock, we'll address this coming up, but Jock Landale has torched BYU. Like no no player was better against BYU than Jock Landale this year. He went for thirty plus, thirty one and a half to be precise. Thirty plus on average against BYU. Yes, something will change tonight, and BYU's coaches were front row. Next to me on Saturday night, watching the Pepperdine-St. Mary's game. You better believe that some of the things that the Waves did will be implemented by BYU's defense to try and slow him down. But just how much can they slow him down? And can BYU make the Gales lower that three-point shooting percentage just a little bit? They were really good Saturday. We'll see. Well, Calvin Hermanson made three in like a minute span, and that's what won him the game. Spencer, much has been made of this BYU season. Okay. Appreciate it. I do. Say some. The Cougars are 23-9, third place in the West Coast Conference, 0-4 versus St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That this hurts. Season. Haven't beaten either team, like I mentioned, in this tournament before. How would a win tonight versus St. Mary's redefine the BYU hoop season? I don't know that one game can redefine an entire season. Oh, sure it can. But because of where it happens... Yeah, context is almost everything. Because of where and when it happens, it makes everybody feel better about things if BYU beats St. St. Mary's tonight. Because then it's like, okay, they turned a page. They flipped the page on that. Do something they we don't expect. The, they got to the next step. Do something you're not supposed to do. BYU's supposed to lose this game tonight. But if BYU wins it, you're pleasantly surprised, and the status quo isn't, it isn't losing the semis. Take that. It's you beat St. Mary's. Yes, you didn't beat and them. And not in the just beat them. But you get them here. Not just beat them, but you beat them in Las Vegas. You beat a ranked team. You beat a team that beat you twice. Late you beat in a the team season. that's beaten you five in a row. Take down the kangaroos my, already. My point is. My so point that BYU is, is in the title game. My point is. Had BYU won a regular season game against St. Mary's, but then lost to St. Mary's in Las Vegas, that this win is in the, the biggest yes, matchup. Yeah. That win in the regular season does not Let, feel as good as a win tonight in Las Vegas would feel over the same exact team because make, of when it happens. Yes, let me make the same point for Gonzaga. These wins that BYU got in Spokane, 
Those are awesome. They'd be better here. They'd be better here. This means more. It's the Gonzaga Invitational. They're gonna. They're probably gonna win this thing, right? Whether it's against BYU or St. Mary's, but just beat St. Mary's and get to Tuesday. And I go. You know what? This team showed me something that last year's did not. So if you want to redefine something here, if BYU beats St. Mary's, it's this team turned a major corner in the postseason. Absolutely, tournament. one game can do that. You forget about LMU. You forget about. Oh, I'll that. still remember because BYU didn't sniff the NCAA tournament because of some of those losses. But this would be an awesome win. It Jerem, really would be. tonight's late tip-off between the three-seed BYU and number two-seed St. Mary's will feature three of the premier players in the West Coast Conference. Two of them will match up in the post. Question of the night, Yoli or Jock, who you got? In an attempt to get Yoli Childs the same Elijah Bryant treatment, I'm going with Jock Landale Ooh. with the hope that Yoli Childs has a 20 Ooh. and 15 night. Okay. I have Jock Lando, and here's why. Against BYU, this fool averaged 31 and a half a game, 13 and a half rebounds, and shot 76%. Oh, Jock Landale is the best player in the league, the player of the year. It's clear. Can BYU slow him down? Can they double enough, hard enough, and, and rotate like Gonzaga did and, and hope that Gonzaga doesn't shoot 11 of 22 like they did against Pepperdine? Yoli Childs is a tremendous player, though. Listen to his averages against St. Mary's 21 and a half a game. Five and a half rebounds, 52% field goal shooting. That's with one of those games being sick. At St. Mary's, Yoli Childs had one board. I want Yoli Childs to win this matchup, so I'm going with Jock Landale. Yeah, I got to go with Jock Landale because of what he's done against BYU until the Cougars show me he something different. He scored 30 different. twice. Until they show me something differently, Jock Landale, the MVP of the league, is going to be the guy. Now, BYU's going to throw some wrinkles into the mix. How much does it slow him down? But that's not, not the matchup that matters the most to me. It's that will Elijah Bryant win his matchup to offset potentially losing gonna that guard, matchup? Who's going to guard Elijah Bryant? I don't know that on, there is somebody. On St. Mary's guard line. I don't Who, know. Who's going to guard him? Maybe Hermanson? I don't know. No. You can't <laughs> guard him. I, look, I love when you get into this mode. I respect Calvin Hermanson. Like, he's a good player. He's a really good player. He can't guard Elijah Bryant. You know who's guarding guys at the next level? Fred Warner. Mm. Spencer, Fred Warner performed at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis over the weekend. He was top 10 among linebackers in six of the seven drills. That boy, Fred. Did Warner do enough to improve his draft stock? Yes, but I don't think that much. You know, this isn't going to be a major move, but I think Fred Warner solidified himself as at least a fourth-round pick in the NFL Combine. Yeah, I, and I have seen everything from last pick of the second round into the fifth round. I think he solidified himself as at least a fourth-round pick with his performance at the NFL Combine. Maybe that jumps up a few spots with what he does at BYU. I think he wants to improve his 40 time. He ran a 4.64. So if he does that, perhaps he sneaks into the third round. But I think Fred Warner is he, – he did enough to be a, at least a fourth-round pick. Solid performance. I say yes, and he could push him his way into the third. I'm with you, though. I think he probably lands in the fourth round, and that is tremendous. That is tremendous. Top ten and six, seven drills? Yes. boy, Fred. Fantastic. Yeah, and when people at the NFL Combine are talking about you and saying, oh, he's versatile, he's smooth, he looks good, it's, it's good. It's not just one person. Like, it, was, it was exactly what he needed to do. Quicker 40, you're right, but everything else was great. He has BYU's pro day to try and do that. Mm-hmm. And I think he might. Our question of the day, centering on what happens tonight in Vegas. St. Mary's, BYU, 
how would a win over the Gales redefine the basketball season for the Cougars? That's Shay Lawrence C. A win tonight would be BYU's signature win of the year, as well as this team has played at times. It needs at least one big win this year. Go Cougs. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, I made up ground in and one, but does it even matter? Lee Kamard has been in this position as a player several times. Big game in the semifinals. Now he's a coach. What advice is he giving to the team? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a semifinal ball night at the Orleans between BYU and 22nd-ranked St. Mary's live on ESPN2 and BYU Radio at 11.30 Eastern with pregame on the radio at 10.30 Eastern time. Hashtag BYUSN, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, and you know the drill. Anytime you'd like to engage with the program, just use that hashtag, BYUSN. Our question of the day, how would a win tonight against St. Mary's redefine the BYU basketball season at BYU Pinoy? I woke up with a positive attitude this morning and put my blue goggles on, and despite some disappointments this season, I believe BYU Hoops takes the West Coast Conference Championship this year at me all you want. The goal is not to win the title game for me. It's to beat St. Mary's tonight. <laughs> Just getting to Tuesday would be beyond the expectation, right? You put your hair on the line, man. I and want, your top button. I want to shave my head, and I'll, I'll shave down a button, too, with a sander <laughs> or something. With a Brendan sander. There's a lot on the line, including my favorite bit of BYU swag. You know, oh, yeah, and the shooting shirt. That'll help the sting go away a little yeah, bit for your top button. Some more your, chips in the middle. In your bald head. We're all in, man. We are all in. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Lee Kamard, a man who has played in and won conference tournament semifinal games. Now he's coaching in one BYU grad assistant. Lee, great to have you on the show. Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Jaron put his hair on the line in the top button situation, Lee. You, please, I told Heath this on Saturday. Please feel free to share that with all of your team if you feel like that will motivate them at all. I will let them know for sure. <laughs> will you join me, Lee? Uh, no, my wife would kill me if I did that. <laughs> Lee, what kind of turnaround was there for the team and staff uh, after a Saturday afternoon win, emotional against San Diego, and then uh, a day off of sorts on Sunday? What was that like? Yeah, uh, we weren't able to get in the gym because of it being the Sabbath, but we, we, you know, we took a walk as a team just to kind of get our bodies moving. And uh, we we attended church, sacrament meeting at a local ward here. And then it was just kind of uh, relax and and let your mind kind of relax as well before uh, we had a team meeting last night and kind of talked and discussed and, and, and threw down the game plan. Uh, for tonight's game uh, last last night, so it, it was kind of a. It's kind of a, it's going to seem like the game is going to take forever to get here, but I think our guys are really excited. Another chance to to go at St. Mary's. How much of what the discussion is for the game plan is something new or different? Because you played this team twice, you've seen them a bunch. You saw kind of what. San Francisco did what Gonzaga did in wins, and then what Pepperdine did in an almost win. So how much is new or exotic versus, okay, we kind of know what we need to do? Uh, I think there's a little of both, right, as far as creating the game plan. 
because at our place we have a shot to win it, and then at third place we miss, you know, nine shots right at the rim. So we feel like we're right there. I mean, obviously St. Mary's is really good, but you can't throw out what Gonzaga did and what San Francisco did and how they had success against St. Mary's. So you'll probably see a few new things, but but a lot of the stuff that we've been doing since junior also see, you know, and not going away from who we are as a defensive team and offensive team and, and trying to keep it as simple as possible for our guys with a short turnaround between games. Lee Kamard with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU graduate assistant, former Cougar basketball great. The season, in a lot of ways, feels like it has been building to this game tonight, semifinal Monday in Vegas. What's the energy and the vibe like on game day as you head towards this game? I think there's a good positive vibe. For me personally, I, I was really nervous about the San Diego game because of the their coaching situation and what. how different are they going to be with that. They're ultra-talented. With St. Mary's, you know exactly what you're going to get. They're going to guard you really hard, and they're going to be really efficient offensively. And It's just a matter of if we can hinder them at all with our defense and if we can score continuously against their defense. Chuck Landale's been unbelievable against a lot of people, uh, but against BYU, he went 30-plus both times. Is there so, – nothing's probably easy in how to hinder, like you said, him defensively, but it it kind of starts and ends with Chuck, does it not? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he is a player of the year in the conference, and he, he does have a lot of success against us. I, I think that – I mean, they got a lot of – good players but yes to answer your question yes it does start and end with jock and i mean if you watch the pepperdine game when it came crunch time he touched it 10 out of it 10 times so you know where they're going to go when when it's time and 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 so yes it starts with jack you were a conference player of the year what's it like going into a tournament like this knowing okay the other team's number one line on the scouting report is against me <laughs> you know i i think at this point they got so many good guys that I don't think Jack's feeling that at all. And I know that I didn't feel that at all when when I was co-player of the year. Um, Who cares about the co part, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is. I think they're just a really, really good team, and they don't deviate from what they do. And it's, it's your job as a competitor to try to get them to do what they don't want to do. Lee Kamard with us on BYU Sports Nation. And, Lee, if there's somebody that can understand the mode that Elijah Bryant got into on Saturday, it's you. You've been there more than a few times. <laughs> How would you explain what that mindset is like for those that uh, haven't done that? It's an unbelievable feeling, and you could see it the way the rhythm. It was all about his rhythm on Saturday. You know, he got going, and he was taking contact and finishing through contact. And then he got that three ball working in the second half. And it doesn't happen very often, but when you get in that mode, I mean, nobody can stop you, at least you feel. I mean, I, you get in that mode and you feel like you can score on anybody. So He looked like someone took his vlog camera. Like, he was really annoyed. <laughs> is that the best version of Elijah when he's, uh, when he's angry? Angry Elijah is good. You know, I thought he, he he was just in a good rhythm, Elijah. I, I didn't feel like he was angry. I think I thought he was on edge, but 
I didn't think there was any anger to it. He was just feeling good. His rhythm, you could tell, was it, it was on. I mean, when he shot those threes, you knew they were going in. And for me, I'm a big rhythm guy. You could see his rhythm. It was perfect Saturday. All right, Lee. What does it feel like BYU does better than St. Mary's at this juncture of the season? Well, that's a good question. I, I think that right now we're playing as collectively and as connected as we have. At least Saturday we were. And I think that's going to be the key in today's game. It's not going to be about, um, you know, can we stop Jock or how do we limit NAR and creating and all that. I think it's about us. It's about how connected we are as a team. And, you know, I think if we play like we did Saturday, with how dialed we in, scoring is going to be important because they always hinder us offensively. But if we can score, I think we'll guard. And, and I'm excited for tonight. This is a big game in a lot of ways. Obviously, just on, on the surface, the semifinal, St. Mary's up to 20 in the AP poll just moments ago, uh, a team that uh, beat BYU twice, a uh, chance for the title game Tuesday. But beyond that, Lee, it feels like this team, if they get a win tonight, it kind of validates the hard work and the difference of maybe this team versus last year's because this team's 23-9, and maybe taken for granted by some, but a win tonight would be extra meaningful in that regard. Is, that, is there any extra motivation that way of, you know what, we're a good team and we want to show it with a win tonight? Absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that we put in back in June as far as what we want to do offensively and defensively, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it was catered towards St. Mary's. We know that they and Gonzaga, you know, are at the top of this league. And in order for us to reach what we want, you're going to have to go through those two. And then tonight you got St. Mary's, and a lot of the stuff we put in was specific to St. Mary's. So, um, like I said before, we've had two good looks at them with the shot to win it at our place and a, a tough road loss to them where we battled them deep into the game. Tonight would be a great night to kind of validate all the hard work and, and, and the dedication that our guys and staff have put in for the last six, eight months. Is this the type of game that's hard for you not to want to get on the floor and keep playing, Lee? <laughs> you know, Saturday I kind of got the juices going. You know, there, was a few heated, there was a few heated moments, and the guys were out there battling, and, it, you know, the, the competitive juices got going a little bit Saturday. How many minutes could you give tonight? <laughs> well, it depends on who, who I'm guarding and what I'm asked to do. If I can stand in the corner – and uh, play off of TJ and Eli and Jasheer creating for me and can just catch and shoot, I could give you 30, 30 minutes and score 24. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very specific numbers. You had thought about that. I, I love it I love so it. much. Lee, it's great to talk to you, man. Uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for tonight, and we appreciate you uh, joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Lee Kamard, never disappointing. Joining us on the Deseret yeah. First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I love what Lee just said because I, I postured that the changes that BYU made were to combat St. Mary's, and he just validated that. St. Mary's took it to BYU last year. It wasn't even close. It was embarrassing. But this year, BYU was more competitive, and now tonight – they could validate those changes with a win. 
it reshapes how I feel about this season if BYU wins this game. If they lose this game, listen, a lot of wins, third place NIT, good season. It's not where BYU wants to be, but it's a good season. I just want more. You know what BYU's win over San Diego did? It locked BYU into an NIT bid. Okay? So, that, yeah. At least the NIT. There was yeah. value there was in that question. San Diego win. Yeah. But if you want to redefine the season, beat a top 20 win, team. Win tonight. Coming up, frenemy of the program, St. Mary's play-by-play Alex Jensen joins us. <laughs> it's the best thing St. Mary's has going for him. <laughs> How did we do in our and one picks on Saturday? What do we have in store for tonight? Women's semifinals are live on BYU TV today, starting at 3 Eastern with top-seeded Gonzaga facing five-seed San Francisco, followed by six-seed San Diego and seven-seed Pacific. It's the women's semis live on BYU TV starting at 3 Eastern. I read all about it last night, Jerem. Ready to disseminate that information for the next four So much dissemination <laughs> about garnering and about to happen. Welcome back to the Orleans Arena. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio our national simulcast. You can watch that on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. It's now time for today's headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball advancing to the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. They will take on 20th ranked St. Mary's. And for the fifth straight year, they get to the semifinals after defeating San Diego Saturday, 85-79. Head coach Dave Rose says he's very much looking forward to another opportunity to beat the Gales. We've played them good both games, uh, led at our place the majority of the game, so, but we have yet to beat them. So you look forward to the opportunity to you know, change the, the tide a little bit. Will a win over the Gales redefine the season? Yes. How does it not? Game how, televised. How does it not? Live uh, on ESPN. It is a late tip-off. ESPN 2. ESPN 2, late tip-off, 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific time from Las Vegas. Fred Warner participated in the NFL Combine over the weekend. He ran a 4-6-4-40, 13th fastest among the linebackers. He was also top 10 in the bench press, vertical jump, broad jump, three-cone drill, 20-yard shuttle, and 60-yard shuttle. He was fantastic. I, th- I thought that was about as good as he could perform. Improved that 40 time a little bit. He's in business. Number five, BYU men's volleyball in business, Jerem, after oh. they sweep rival <laughs> and third-ranked UCLA. Eight clap that. Eight in a row for BYU. A win for each clap. The Cougars. 7-0 in Federation play. They will take on Penn State Thursday in Hawaii. Hey, men's volleyball is looking good, man. Are they hey, a national best, championship contender after what they did against UCLA? Best team on campus right now, men's volleyball. That's what's up. And they'll move up in the polls, I bet, today. Maybe They spot. should. They, they, just should swept, they just swept UCLA. BYU football is in practice number one of spring camp as we speak. Watch post-practice interviews and a recap from camp on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page with Jason Shepard coming up at 1.10 Eastern time. Oh, yeah. Football starts And then there's football, well, baby. In yeah. the spring. Woo. What do you give it? The uh, fourth most popular sport on it campus? Goes, it goes football season, fall camp, men's basketball, spring football. Okay, yeah. Those four, are the fourth four most, most popular, popular sports on campus. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. Jerem Jordan's yeah. power poll. And then the it's most popular sports on campus. And then it's men's volleyball versus women's soccer versus women's volleyball. Hey, do you have that whistle with you still? Yeah. If you do, yeah, I'll grab it. it's time to prep it yeah. and get ready to I go. I forgot we were doing this. And one goes next. <laughs> Predictions. And one. 
on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Jerem. Yeah. You made a move on Saturday. Indeed I did. Trailing by seven points in the season standings. Now that's down to just four because you went two for two and I went over two. So let's recap what the heck I did. Or did not. Or did not. My two-pointer. I said BYU will hold San Diego to 67 points or less. Uh, not close. San Diego scored 79. They were really good offensively. Olin Carter the third. Thanks for that, man. Olin Carter <laughs> Jr. the third. My and one pick on Saturday. BYU will shoot a better three-point percentage than San Diego. Woof. You laughed at me the whole time. San Diego, 37%. Again, Olin Carter the third. Thanks, man. It was preseason all league for a reason. BYU shot 27.3%. So I got zero points. Jerem, okay. recap what happened. Two-pointer, BYU win by five plus. Yoli Childs wow. at the very end of the game wow. dunks the ball not only to cover wow. for BYU, wow. but to win by five plus for this guy. You and thousands Woo! of people were celebrating that dunk, yeah. but for very different reasons. And here's the play. So at the very end, Zach Sellius can dribble it out. No, I need my two-pointer. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Thank you, Yoli Childs. And my N1. Three Cougars will score 12 plus. Swish! And it happened. That swish drop from a game in Vegas. Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs, TJ Haas all scored 12 plus. Well, and, it's, and I got it. It's TJ Haas making key free throws. And how about that spinner in the lane when BYU was up by just one in the Needed final it. minutes? Elijah oh, Bryant fouls bucket. out, and that probably helps me get that one. So I huge appreciate Elijah bucket. Bryant fouling out. So now, like you mentioned, 27 points, quote, cruising, coasting, coasting to victory. I'm hoping to stay close. Oh, I'm not hoping. I'm making it close. It's a four-point game with at least two games left in the season. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, it's uh, many more. Hopefully, it's seven games left. I would love that. Two here and five in the NI. No, no, no. And six in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Where are the huge blue goggles? Hopefully, there are eight games left. Do we have blue goggles that uh, are as wide as this desk? (laughs) I hope there's three games left in the season. Tonight, tomorrow, and at least one in the NCAA tournament. Holy cow. And one picks. Oh, we have some for tonight. Yes, yes. Because it's a game day. I need you to blow the whistle for me. Okay, my two-pointer. Hang, hang on a second. My two-pointer for BYU against St. Mary's. WCC officials, stop it. BYU will feature the leading scorer in tonight's game. So Elijah Bryant. I like Elijah Bryant okay. or Yoli Child's chances okay. just because there will be so much emphasis put on slowing down, Jock. You know that doesn't mean BYU is going to win the game per se, but I think they will have the leading score. All right, and one. Okay, and one. BYU. We'll have a halftime lead tonight. Mm, that'd be nice. You know, we took too long if the music runs out. No. <laughs> He's had some fun. He's had some fun, man. Okay. Okay. My two-pointer. Jock Lando will score 25 or fewer. That's, Wait, that's, that's not saying a lot. He scored 31 and a half in both games. Uh, the average. Is that amazing? So I'm going He'll 25 tw- or fewer. He'll have a slow game I and score 25. strong enough, okay? Lando made five shots, scored 17 against Pepperdine. So whatever. Look, I'm signing off on these just because I want this to be competitive, okay? Give us some of that. And one. Yes. TJ Haas will be one of BYU's top two scorers, okay? That's aggressive. It it is aggressive, and it's a one-pointer. And I need every point right now to catch up to you. That is that. I'm behind by four with minimum two games left. Minimum. I like your two-pointer. I think that's uh, that's pretty solid. Your and one, yeah, that's, that's aggressive. Okay. That's you, listen. You, listen. You get that one. I'm you Elijah Bryant from Saturday in this you, game. You, you, <laughs> you deserve to be back. One in of the, the rack. Competition.
How would a win tonight against St. Mary's redefine the BYU basketball season? Send in your tweets, hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, a plethora of BYU teams played ranked teams over the weekend. How'd they do? And I guess we're calling him a frenemy today. Alex Jensen, the best thing that St. Mary's has going for him. He's their play-by-play guy. He'll join us next. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Ball night at the Orleans tonight, 11.30 Eastern time. BYU and now 20th ranked St. Mary's on ESPN2 and BYU Radio, 11.30 Eastern. Free game on the radio with Jason Shepard at 10.30 Eastern. My name is Spencer Linton. I am with Jerem Jordan. We are a team, and we will watch a team play against St. Mary's tonight. Our daily rebroadcast of this show (laughs) typically airs at 6 p.m. Eastern, but we have live women's basketball coverage semifinals on BYU TV, so that will uh, push that back. That's right. We replace sports with more sports. With other sports, and that's okay. Question of the day. How would a win tonight against St. Mary's redefine the season for BYU basketball? Some of you think that it won't. At Spencer underscore BYU. My guy, my burner account. Burner account. Yeah. It adds an element of hope. I think a lot of BYU fans have moved on to spring football. A win tonight shifts the focus back to hoops. Oh, no, I I think the focus is all on St. Mary's tonight. Don't you? After beating San Diego? Yeah, I should have composed that a little better, my bad. (laughs) Get control of your burner account. (laughs) Kevin Durant. Come on. Burner accounts. Joining us now is... Our favorite part of St. Mary's College. The best part of St. Mary's is he right is here. He is the guy. play-by-play man of the Gales, Alex Jensen. Alex, welcome back, my What's up, friend. Alex? Fellas, good to be here. It's been a while. Normally we're talking on the phone. I know. We're in person. Here we are. I know. I, I forgot what you guys look like almost till I got here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a radio show, too, I guess. But let, let's just get this out of the way. St. Mary's doesn't need this game. You guys are in the tourney. Could BYU <laughs> just get this one? We need it more than you. Hey, we, we talked about this before. All right, now... Coming from Moraga, we know heartbreak on Selection Sunday, so we're taking no chances. Okay, so this Fine. is it. This Fine. is interesting. 20th ranked team, but because Gonzaga and St. Mary's typically aren't as high as they have been in the RPI, you you feel... Oh, Gonzaga's not worrying. It's okay, I know they're Mary's. in, but like yeah. uh, they're the 7th ranked team in the country, and they're a projected 4 or 5 seed. They just need to get in. It doesn't okay. matter. But you guys are nervous you're, because you're, two years ago you had, what, 27? 20, 27 20, wins. And, and didn't, didn't make it. Didn't get in. But this team feels different. I don't... I don't this know. team feels different, and the bubble feels different this year. It, it's kind of a weaker bubble. This team has 28 wins. Like I, 28, Alex. I'd be shocked if the. But still, I mean, I, those scars last a long time, man. Those scars last a long time. Don't every, we know it? Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Don't we? Five in know a row. It. Yeah. Okay, so right now, I mean, St. Mary's. Let's say uh, they beat BYU but lose to Gonzaga. I mean, what's the projected seed for the Gales? Ooh, I'd say nine or ten, maybe. I mean, after after losing to USF, if, if you take that USF loss out, you know, I think you're looking at probably a single-digit seed. But, I mean, outside of the win at Gonzaga, you know, St. Mary's doesn't have many of those RPI-boosting wins. Right. And I think it, that's the only you as sure. much as maybe you thought. This right. Year. And and normally that would be one of those quadrant one wins. Right now St. Mary's only has one. So, you know, I mean, the bubble's weak. But, again, <laughs> I've been in Moraga for a few of those selection Sundays where – there's been plenty of heartbreak, and the Gales have been going to the NIT. It's just, I don't want to leave it anything to chance, guys. Yeah, Sorry. Now, now listen. Fine, listen. we'll play the game listen, straight up. If BYU beats St. <laughs> Mary's tonight, the Cougars will be inside RPI 75. Okay? 
which means St. Mary's won in Provo. So that's they'd why, have another quad that's why one. St. Mary's win. just needs to lose. <laughs> get a quad one. You get another quad one game. You'll have a quadrant one win. Well, BYU did help St. Mary's out by beating San Diego because if should the Gales lose this game tonight, uh, obviously it wouldn't. Their RPI wouldn't take as much of a hit. I think BYU's at eighty as of this morning. Yeah, Is we stopped right? paying yeah. attention once BYU lost to LMU. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We were looking at the RPI. Look, look well, at this. We, we saw LMU's not that bad. I mean it. They gave Gonzaga a pretty good run for their money for yes, three quarters of that game. Yes, they it's did. It's March. That's it my only March. explanation. It yeah, March. Yeah, but in this tourney, there's no real upsets. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, so-and-so got close. Good job. But would you call Pepperdine over Santa Clara an upset? Yes, but it's – what was Technically. That? Yes. I don't think I would call that an upset. But I mean, though. like, none of the big three lose an early game. It just doesn't really ha- – <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> We're in the semis. You know. Yeah. Why, why are you so nervous? I'm looking at Lenardi here. You're a nine this morning, St. Mary's. Lenardi's burned us before. <laughs> Not Lenardi. It's Tom Homo in the uh, selection committee. <laughs> We're hoping he's in our corner, so at least, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Jock Landale has dominated BYU more than any other player dominated. Is there another word that we can use besides dominate? Is there a stronger word? Is there an Australian word? 30-plus uh, 30, 30 in two games. Hey, has a formula been been out there from San Francisco and Gonzaga and even maybe even Pepperdine how to slow him down somewhat well I think you saw it starting in the Gonzaga game in Moraga and really to be honest St. Mary's has not looked quite the same since that game uh you know Gonzaga sending double teams at, at Jock and uh they've got some some serious length and and some bigger lineups they can throw out there uh, but the difference to me, outside of Jock, I think he's done what he's had to do against those double teams. You'll see him dribble out to Quinn. He's a really good passer. I mean, you guys have seen that this year. But if you take those two Pepperdine games out uh, in the last six games of the season, that Gonzaga game included, St. Mary's is 14 to 59 from three. So this is a team that came into that game uh, against Gonzaga in the top five or six in three-point percentage in the country. And they fell going into the Pepperdine game last night all the way down to 19, which this late in the season – that's a pretty big drop, you know. So uh, it's really got to fall on Tanner Krebs, Calvin Hermanson, Jordan Ford, who's been playing really well, by the way, uh, and Emmett Nard to knock down shots. Evan Fitzner's in there, too. He had a couple big shots in Provo. They need those guys to knock down some shots. It opened up things in the middle for, for Jock. You can't double uh, off of one of those guys if they prove that they can knock down a couple shots, uh, especially early in the game. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've seen if Jock is able to go one-on-one, you know, for 30 minutes – it can be a handful. I watched it two games worth. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. That, that's what I said <laughs> early in the show. I feel like the X factor for St. Mary's is their ability to shoot the three ball tonight because there will be openings. Yes. There will be. Absolutely. If they knock them down, and the Gales are in business. And against Pepperdine, you look, 11 of 22 from three, four of seven from Hermanson, three of five for Ford. Four of six from Nard. Didn't Hermanson hit three in the last five minutes? I was just going to say, Calvin was one of six going into those those three threes from the floor. Made up for so, it. And, and him and Krebs, I, those those are the two guys to me that need to show up. Krebs hit a couple big shots against the Cougars this year. He hit a few big shots against Gonzaga. Uh, the, again, the last, you know, since that Gonzaga game, the last few weeks, he just hasn't been knocking down shots at the same clip. And it, listen, I mean, it's, you're all the time in the NBA, right? It's a make or miss league. Guys are going to go through slumps. So he's a guy that, that St. Mary's really needs to shoot. And they need, like I said, a guy like Evan Fitzner coming off the bench to be aggressive. Colin Neal, he only had two minutes the other night against Pepperdine. Stay aggressive. He, you know, they, they've got to stay confident and, and do what they do, right? I mean, like, listen, we, we saw against San Diego the level that Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs are playing at right now. You're throwing T.J. Hawes there as well. So uh, you need everything you can get. You need all these guys 
to, to give you what they have been giving you for the most part this season. The short shorts battle between Cullen Neal and Zach Selyus is a real thing. Solid. That That is as good as it gets. How many times can you fold up your waistband? <laughs> yeah. Does Selyus go tights underneath? He has before, but sometimes he's he not, doesn't. I know he's Cullen not does. Yeah. Yeah. He was going one tight. One That's leg. You know, you see more of that, though. Like now. the leg lamp from the Christmas story or whatever. <laughs> like, what is that? I saw some ladies carrying around a, a drink with the leg. You know, like, it's a weird deal, right? I feel like it started with the, you know, the arm sleeves. Yeah. Just the one arm sleeve, the right? Now you see it going to going down to the legs. I, I don't know what's happening with basketball fashion. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> and and I, I just remember Della Vadova showing up, and he'd have the the sleeve and he'd have the mouthpiece and I was like this guy's gonna elbow someone in the face like no one show like when that guy shows up to pick up you're like I don't want to guard that guy yeah it's gonna get me right in the nose man I have no room to talk I wore socks up to my knees like Keith Van Horn when but I this was school, but this so. was you're allowed to say that name on the set <laughs> We're saying I Alex know, right? Jensen, former Ute, <laughs> That's as true. well. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday <laughs> or the other day, actually. Alex Jensen, the play-by-play man for St. Mary's, is with us on BYU Sports He did not Station. play for Utah in that 98 Final Four team. We just want to make nope. that clear. 12 Although years he did, old. He did <laughs> play baseball for St. Mary's. Mary's. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, he did do that. What's the number one concern for St. Mary's when you look at the BYU team, whether you know individual or team? Like, what, What's the number one thing that concerns you in St. Mary's? Win this matchup. Well, I listen. It's hard not to say one of the big three, so I'll I'll go a different direction. I thought McKay Cannon played really well against San Diego. I thought I mean I called that game uh, on Sirius XM. I, I thought he was uh, a difference man. I don't think BYU wins that game without McKay Cannon. I he mean, had he, five assists, and I don't he, think he had a turnover. He had steals, five assists. Yeah. There were there were a couple of huge plays. There was a defensive uh, rebound for San Diego. I think it was early in the second half, and he was you know lying on the floor, and he comes from behind, takes the ball away, and I can't remember if he scored or if he just got BYU an extra possession. But that's the that's the little type of stuff uh, that he can come in and do and get. Extra, I, I really think this game is going to come down to, uh, you know, who's able to get those extra possessions, who's able to dive on the floor for those loose balls. And I think that's what McKay Cannon brings you. So Elijah Bryant, obviously one of the best players, uh, you know, in, in the conference, if not the best player in the conference, at least on the perimeter. Uh, Yoli Childs, we've seen the battles that he and, and Jock have gone through. I've told you guys what our coaching staff uh, thinks of T.J. Hawes. And he. You, I think you mentioned the spinning bucket after uh, Bryant fouled out. That was another key point in the game. But I'll say a guy like McKay Cannon can really come in and make a difference uh, in a game like this, getting extra possessions. That's uh, next level. Alex, you're the silver lining. I mean, if BYU loses to St. Mary's again, I, I'm always like, well, at least I like Alex. <laughs> 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 so thanks for giving us some sort of yeah. silver lining. Well, man. I appreciate that, guys. Like I said, you guys are way too nice to me, but I'll take it, man. Thanks for coming on. I'll take it. No, it's my pleasure. Game day. Let's go. Battle Royale tonight. Hopefully during baseball season we got, uh, you know, something going on. Maybe I'll be in Provo. You never know. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Jerem. Okay, coming up, Jimmer Fredette. Did he get a triple-double in China last night? And would we have mentioned it earlier had he done it? Wait, did he? I know they won a playoff game, but what was the stat line? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, Lee Kamard and Alex Jensen, the play-by-play man for St. Mary's. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Basketball. BYU Hoops is in the semifinals tonight. BYU and St. Mary's, 11.30 Eastern time against the 20th ranked Gales. 10.30 Eastern time, pregame on BYU Radio. Volleyball. Number five, BYU sweeps rival number three, UCLA. The Cougars (laughs) still undefeated in Federation play. 
football. BYU football practice ending as we speak. Watch post-practice interviews and a recap on camp on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Fred Warner participated in the NFL Combine over the weekend. Ranked top 10 among all linebackers in the bench press, vertical, broad jump, three-cone drill, 20-yard shuttle, and 60-yard shuttle. Jimmer! Fredette was one rebound short of a triple-double for the Shanghai Sharks, who won 28 points, 12 assists, 9 boards. Baseball. The Cougars dropped all three games over the weekend to still undefeated and 18th ranked, soon to be higher than that, Auburn. 21-4 and 9-5 on Saturday. Yeah, I would have tried to move past that score, too. BYU beat Northwestern in softball 8-0, lost 7-4 to number one ranked Washington. Tennis. The men's team, led by senior John Pierce, they beat Idaho State 6-1. They're still rolling. Yeah. Cougars overseas. Eric Mika, 21 points, 9 rebounds in a Pissarro loss in Italy. Johnson Tavernier, also in Italy. 13 points, 2 boards in a Cesare loss. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth played 17 minutes last night against the Pelicans and scored five points, grabbed four rebounds, had a couple of assists. Gymnastics. Ranked 24th in Corvallis to take on 8th ranked Oregon State tonight. They beat Utah State Friday, by the way. Track and field. Former BYU cross country and track All-American Miles Batty was inducted into the WCC Hall of Honor Saturday. Congrats. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Elijah Bryant, 27 points in the quarterfinal win. Fouled out. Got BYU to the next round. Nicely done. Yeah, that's well-deserved. Question of the day. How would a win tonight versus St. Mary's redefine the BYU basketball season? Our elite tweet of the day from at CL underscore living. BYU Sports Dictionary. The traditional game played by shooting a round ball through a hoop to disappointed fans in 2017-18 until a final victory over the Gales. See also St. Mary's since Gales are not defined. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. We're on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Nate Knight. Back Beat at it tomorrow. Beat the Gales!